Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live. I'm your host, I'm Coach Melina, and we are in for a treat today. We have a very, very special guest. Uh, So this week, as you all know, we are in the future of work week. And today we are talking about how an agile transformation can help you keep pace with the future of technology. So in today's episode, we're talking about specifically what Agile methodology is, how it can help you. And our special guest today is Ina Alive. She is an Agile coach and consultant with 10 years of experience in different industries from beauty and hospitality to engineering and IT. Ina is a founder of B Agile, and that's B-E-E Agile, a boutique company with a excuse me, with a goal of supporting organizations and leaders and providing maximum value to their customers and teams. Outside of business, Ina loves traveling, tastes exotic pastries, and solving puzzles. So let's welcome to the stage, Ina. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Melina. I'm good, excited to to have a chat with you, and good morning or good evening, everyone, uh, wherever you are, guys. Very excited. Tell us where are you located so we know. I am in Toronto, Canada. Yes. And we talked earlier. Um, we have to ask the question of, is it cold? Because in my head, it's always cold in Canada. Yeah, that was in my head when I just moved here. But no, it's the end of September and it's still warm. So the way I dress up, it's kind of like warm for me because you can wear a t-shirt right now and it's like pretty warm here. So welcome to Toronto. It's on my list. It's on my list. I have not yet made it, but um, I shall be there soon. So maybe I'll have to check you out when I arrive. Now, I just dropped your link in the chat. So for those who want to follow you, um, they can connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, Now, again, if this is your first time joining us, feel free to pop in the chat. We want to introduce you. We want to greet you wherever you are located. Uh, Feel free to interact in the chat. Now, Ina, so tell me about your business, Be Agile. What's going on over there? What are you What are you working on? What are you solving? What support do you provide? Great question, because I've been in this business for uh, three years as a business owner, and I rebranded uh, about three times, and now I am on my third stage of rebranding. So the, currently, I help uh, B2B and uh, B2C uh, in uh, leadership skills, so soft skills such as facilitation, uh, storytelling, and everything else, you need to be a great leader. And also for my uh, B2B clients, I help organizations uh, to transform from only maybe a bit of uh, conservative uh, way of work uh, to uh, modern and uh, fast because agility and speed is everything in the modern world. So, yeah, that's what organizations needed right now. Absolutely. Now, there's there's big talk uh, between Agile and Scrum and what the heck they both mean. Are you able to give us a little bit of a breakdown on what is Agile, um, what it can do for an individual, and then also what's the difference between Agile and Scrum? Yeah, absolutely. So for many, like Scrum is equal Agile and Agile is equal Scrum, but which gives me like a big headache as an Agile coach because Agile mm-hmm. is like an umbrella and it's uh, like a mindset, uh, philosophy, methodology, and uh, consists of some frameworks. So Scrum 
it's a framework under Agile umbrella. For those who are more experienced, you might hear words such as uh, Kanban or a Kanban board. If you used uh, like Trello board or Asana, you might uh, see some familiarities with it. But all of these are framework under the big Agile umbrella, which consists definitely ceremonies, methodology, structure, but also mindset, uh, flexibility, and uh, philosophy. It's like uh, yoga for like Western world when many took it just like as a stretching and uh, flexibility exercise, but there is like lots of going on behind yoga, which uh, many people don't see, unfortunately. So the same is with agile. Now, how can agile help the average person? Like if you're not a scrum master, if you're not an agile coach, how utilize the agile methodology in your day-to-day -day life or in your career yeah so this is a great question because agile was created for software development and many assume that it's just like for it people and if you're not an it don't even try to understand to study like no as i told agile is about flexibility and being adaptable to new norms to new worlds so Agile philosophy and agile mindset can be utilized in a personal life and in personal planning. So, for example, instead of thinking like projects, even like having personal projects, or if we are business owners, we definitely have our business. So instead of like thinking like project over overall and kind of like being perfectionist and develop every single piece and then deliver the final part to the customer, we might think about stages, about smaller sprints and solicit feedback as soon as possible. And this is the key principle of Agile. And also reflect and retrospect and improve continuously. So what I do for myself, I have one week sprint for myself, doing some work, some exercise, like mental exercise, physical exercise, business exercise. And then on Sunday, I open my diary and I ask powerful questions such as what I've done like during the last week, what I did, what I did well, what was wrong, how I can improve next week. And the most important is how can I improve continuously? No matter how good I am, I still have room for improvement. And that's how like each of you can utilize Agile, start utilizing Agile in your day-to-day -day life. And when you utilize that, we can go to the more specific tasks. That's really powerful because it, it's, it's always good to be able to have that time to reflect right on what what you accomplished for you for the week what you were unable to accomplish for the week so that when you're when you're preparing for the week ahead you are taking that data and information that you gather through what you just said for example you know journaling to yourself you know what was my plan for the week what what out of the plan did i accomplish what do i still need to accomplish what were the barriers? What were the roadblocks? Why did I not achieve everything I wanted? So some of these things you're already doing unintentionally, you're, you're utilizing the agile methodology, uh, but there's still, you know, and ever in my opinion, you know, if you learn more, you can do more. So if you know what you're doing and, and, and that you're utilizing that methodology, you have that piece of um, power to be able to not only um, reflect again and, and have control over that space, but you can utilize it to advance as well. Um, what got you into Agile and, and being that coach? Uh, sorry, could you repeat the last sentence? Yeah. What made you get into the Agile methodology? How did you get into it? Yeah, so I switched my career five times. And it's quite a TED Talk speech and a long story. Well, I was an electrical engineer before, but 
I liked, you know, like working with projects, but I am not like detail oriented, uh, like a specific tactical person. So I kind of like didn't feel that electrical engineering is for me. So then I transferred to project management, which was kind of like managed being like above people. So I liked like human factor, but I didn't like being above and manage people. So then I moved to creativity. I started being a nail designer. Then I was a teacher. So all of this helped me realize what I want to do that I like coaching. I'm not like detail oriented person. I'm more like strategic. So I like strategy as a strategy. Mm-hmm. You can be like a CEO or a business owner or like a coach. And since I like teaching and I don't like to be in front all the time. So I decided like rather than pushing my career to become a CEO, I'd rather be a coach and like the one who is like coaching CEOs. And also like the fun part of a coach, you can coach many CEOs and many businesses simultaneously and kind of being involved from engineering part, which I loved, especially solar engineering to a medical innovation or any other businesses and kind of be like everywhere at the same time without being like fully involved and like deeply involved, which is not my strength, unfortunately. Um, Now, when you're coaching your clients, are you coaching, um, I assume, obviously, from that agile methodology, because you're you're coaching leaders and CEOs and C-suite executives, do you find that they typically are already utilizing that 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 methodology and formula or is it something you have to introduce them to? It depends on the person. Some people subconsciously utilize at least like the basic mindset principles. So when we start talking, I was like, oh, but you're already using Agile without knowing that you're using Agile. Some people are still like conservative and rigid. So everything is totally new for them. So definitely it's more challenge to work with such people. But coaches will have challenges. It shouldn't be like as easy. So when you see like when like such a person transforms uh, from the rigid and micromanaging and command and control mindset to embracing the team, embracing the people and start focusing on customers and how to make work environment better. This is what like warms my heart as a coach and <laughs> makes me feel like, yes, I, I do the right thing. I, I want to keep coaching. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, there is a big misconception to what you said that the agile and, and scrum methodology is reserved for IT software engineers um, and, and project management. But but truly, it's it's for the average person, you know, to continue to manage their day to day lives. So it's exciting to hear the someone who is doing it um, for, from a business perspective and, and not in a perspective and how it's benefiting them or helping your clients. Now, from your perspective, when we're talking about Agile and Scrum and um, all of the different things that kind of come along with that, what what are the biggest misconceptions about what you currently are are doing? Oh, there are many of them. So first, I already addressed uh, that Agile equals Scrum and Scrum equals to ceremonies and processes, which is about uh, mindset and uh, being people oriented and customer oriented. So this is probably the first and the biggest misconception. The other misconception, Agile is kind of like a buzzword. We don't know what it is, but everybody is moving Agile. So we need an Agile coach for our organization to be a modern, like, not all organizations need Agile. It, agile is not um, for like the remedy for everything. 
Mm -hmm. Such organizations like NASA, for example, who work in projects and need like really detailed like project uh, scope and uh, description, they might not uh, need Agile because they don't have like really customer's feedback. So Agile is not a remedy for everything. Waterfall is still around us and still uh, works well. And probably the uh, third misconception is that we start doing ceremonies without understanding the principles behind them. We start doing scrum, we start reflect, we start retrospect, and our life is going to be better. So we can move on without coach. Like, no, oh, you can like be better for the next like few months, but you still the pair of eyes next to you to observe you from the distance. Unfortunately, people can't observe themselves from the distance. They need someone strategical if they are in the battlefield and should do some tactical stuff. So these are my top three. Yeah. When you're working with teams and, you know, helping them to kind of, I guess, reorganize their org maybe or reorganize from a project perspective, what is the biggest piece of resistance that you've experienced? And, and do you think it's more so from a mindset perspective or do you ever get resistance on the methodology? Oh, yeah, all the time. And that's why organizations hired us. Mm. But people are resistant by nature. Maybe just like young kids, when they are in their exploration mood, they try everything new and they're excited about that. But uh, when we get certain age, all of us are resistant. And myself as a coach, I'm resistant too. And I will give you an example. So I had my old iPhone for a few years and then I bought this new red beautiful model which i was like super excited about but i needed to switch from old model to new model mm -hmm. so i bought it i brought it home in a beautiful box and it took me a few days until i started using it so i was rigid i procrastinated for a few days to use the new phone which i was excited about and i liked and i spent my own money to buy it i was resistant now imagine mm. the situation when the organization hires someone from outside. The someone comes to you out of blue and starts pushing new changes. So obviously you're going to be resistant. Mm. So yeah, the first, like the key in agile coaching is uh, to establish the trust with people and also make sure that you understand their perspective and they understand your perspective. So never push like the first days or the first weeks, understand why they don't want change. Most of the time it's fear or a desire to stay in their comfort zone. So mm -hmm. try to make this change as the most comfortable as possible. Don't push hard. Like little steps is kind of like the key word for this, but even like little steps don't work until you establish trust with people. Man, you, you said a lot right there because a lot of people are resistant to change, even if you've purchased the change yourself, right? Um, I had a client, uh, a prospect that I spoke to yesterday, and, um, you know, they're unhappy in the space that they're currently in. They're very unhappy, but they are so attached to that level of unhappiness that they've gotten warm and fuzzy inside of it. And when a rescue, you know, I'm providing rescue here and getting you out of that place. You're like, well, I mean, I don't like it here, but I'm used to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you don't, although you don't want to be here, you don't know what the outside world looks like maybe in some cases. And so you're just like, oh, well, at least I know where I'm at. I'm just going to stay in this unhappy place. And so I imagine, you know, even corporations, sometimes people think, well, at a, at, at a larger level, they're just more agreeable, but that's, 
in fact, they're probably a little bit more stubborn in in the way that they've been working and doing things. I know that I've experienced that in, in working in tech myself, that anytime there's a level of change uh, or uh, something new that's brought to the to the to the uh, to the playground, the higher ups sometimes can be pretty resistant to change until they see how it benefits them. Once they see themselves in it and how it can help them save them time and energy and et cetera, then all of a sudden it's like, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for this. And I, I'm very open to the level of change that it can provide. Now, what do you have going on from a coaching perspective? How are you currently accepting clients? Do you only work with corporations or do you work with individuals as well? I work both with corporations and uh, individuals. So I started working with corporations only because it was easier for me. Because I was already in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. But uh, then I noticed that uh, when I come to a corporate world, uh, I need uh, to start uh, from uh, scratch uh, working with uh, people, with teams and with uh, team leaders. And also many people are asking me on LinkedIn because I'm quite active there and write about my work, my challenges and what I do to coach them. So I started mentoring people, but then I got like too many mentees. So I didn't have time for them, unfortunately. So that's how I decided, yes, I'm quite busy, but why not uh, to expand to uh, B2C and uh, also started uh, coaching B2C people and eventually created uh, programs up to 10 people where I can uh, help these leaders to have uh, soft skills and to understand to change and to, you know, like to develop new leaders because I'm getting older and unfortunately it's the destiny for all of us. So kind of having like new generation of leaders, it's uh, kind of what is on my plate right now. So it's for personal pleasure, as more leaders I create, the more changes I can bring to the world, which will make my life easier as a coach if I create other coaches. Yes, absolutely. So is that the, the next phase for you, Ina, that you're going to start teaching um, your your methodologies and things like that to other coaches so they can utilize that in their in their businesses? Yeah, so I'm transitioning to this phase. I am teaching corporations and leaders right now, but we uh, see is a big segment which I'm going to focus uh, probably like this fall already and uh, definitely uh, 2023. So yeah, I have like a career co coaching programs such as Scrum Master or Product Ownership if you are like inside the industry, but even if you are like not in IT, you are not an agile, to a leader, you definitely need uh, facilitation skills. You need mm. storytelling skills. Uh, you need organizational skills to be a great leader. So I, I provide uh, these uh, tools and uh, these coaching sessions as well. Mm. Now you mentioned that you have a book that has has it has it already launched or is it launching can you tell yeah, us yeah it that? was launched yeah it was launched in march this year this is my first book it's kind of like my first baby yeah, it's great. about uh, career development so i wrote 40 letters to a younger version of myself and it was like an idea which i tried to develop for like quite a long time because as i told i mentored many people and uh, most of them asked me the same questions, like how to get into IT, or how to write my resume, could you check up my resume, how to collaborate with the recruiters, and what to do when I'm already hired, which like many recruiting agencies and many like recruiting coaching agencies are missing, like they lead you until you get a job offer. So kind of like your dream fulfilled and you are good to go, but mm -hmm. no, like, to get a job is just half of work. You need to keep this job. And unfortunately, I didn't see many who teaches people how to 
give the job. So I included um, like about 12 letters about this segment as well. And I was thinking, so how can I write this book? I started to like, post on LinkedIn. So for example, you need to develop the personal brand, like developing the personal brand, you need to do this. You don't need to do that, but I sound like, you know, like I'm teaching like from above, like a professor do this, <laughs> do that. And I didn't like it at all. It's not my style at all. So I was thinking, how can I deliver it as a French? So then I remembered when I was in my twenties, nobody taught me this. I had to learn in a very painful way from scratch and appear that many people don't know that even if they're not in their twenties. So this is how the idea came to write letters to the younger version of myself. And tell us, what is the title of the book for those who are listening to the audio version and, and want to look it up? As the title is, it starts with you. Oh, that's the younger career book. Wow, that is a fantastic, uh, fantastic title. I can't wait to. to and and is there an audio version of it as well? No, not Coming audio. Unfortunately, not audio. I I wanted to record my voice. I didn't want like someone else uh, speaking my voice. Uh, but uh, you probably noticed that I have an accent, so it's kind of like my personal fear that if I just record the audio, maybe it wouldn't be as great as a native speaker is talking. So that's why I'm kind of like thinking about this idea. Yeah, no, I, I perfectly think both are good. Um, but if you want it to be you, no one has said that they don't understand. Has anyone said that to you? Probably not. So give it a shot. But we'll be, we'll be tuning in to, to see um, things that happen now. Is there going to be a second uh, book coming in the, in the future, you think, now that you've gotten that first one done? Yeah, when I got the first one done, I got an idea to write a second one and then a third one. So it's kind of like ideas kept like flowing in my head. Yeah. So, yeah. So the next one is going to be like more industry related and more like our conversation related. So first, it's uh, it's going to be like agile for scrum masters, like very professional, very detailed kind of. Again, you started a job as a scrum master. What you need to do this is a checklist this is how you need to behave on the ceremonies because i study this subject for many years and unfortunately didn't see anything even like close there is like lots of theory about it about mindset which is super important mm -hmm. and as i kept iterating agile is a mindset first then processes and tools and everything else but when you start working you need processes and tools as well as mindset and unfortunately nobody focusing on that so this is going to be my first book and the second book is about agile for personal planning and agile in the personal life because i want to populate this idea with people who are not in it and want to make sure that they understand and use the principles because there is like lots of benefits in agile and personal life as well I'm, that's amazing. I can't wait to, to see them all. Uh, so we'll be on the lookout and hopefully you'll come back and promote the next book as it as it comes out here shortly. Um, but I really appreciate you joining us. Any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with today? Last thoughts, if you feel that you want to try something new, try and find a mentor on your way. So it took me 10 years to switch to IT because I felt like if you want to work in IT, you need to know how to code. And mm. I was horrible coder, so I was like, IT is not for me. But it appeared that you can be a leader in IT and you actually don't need to know how to code, but to know that you need someone who can explain it to you who is in IT. So it's my biggest regret to waste the time. So yeah, if you think that something is impossible, 
or you don't have enough skills, maybe there is just like one way you're looking at right now and this way is not for you. But there are many other ways around to climb this mountain. So don't be discouraged. Just find someone who climbs this mountain already and this person mm. will never beat you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Find someone who has climbed the mountain before you. I'm sure they're willing to give you a hand up. So thank you so much, Ina, for joining me today um, on Ladder Talk Live. We, we've we learned a lot. I know the comments have gone crazy. We're, we're cross-streaming on different platforms. So people are chatting in and, and chatting about how impactful this is. For those of you who want to watch the replay, you can watch a video version exclusively on YouTube. Uh, so be sure to tune in. And Ina, thank you again so much for joining joining us. Thank you, Elena. And thank all you right, everyone for listening to us. Thank you. Have a good one. A good one. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachmelina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.